Monkey Bars. It seems like every spring, my seven-year-old daughter Claire has to conquer her fear of the monkey bars all over again. The snow melts enough to once again make the park more enticing than the sled hill. Claire excitedly sprints to the monkey bars. She climbs the ladder, and then she freezes up. At least, that's the way it seems. It happened just the other day. We rode our bikes to the park, dodging the remaining piles of snow, skipping puddles and tiptoeing through the mud on our way to the swing sets and jungle gyms that have been calling our names through the long winter. Then, as she has done before, Claire cheered for the monkey bars, made her enthusiastic ascent, and had to face her fears all over again. Claire stood on the top rung of the ladder, reached out to grab the first bar, and got stuck. To a seven-year-old, the monkey bars are as valid a fear as anything we face in adult life. And the process of making it from one side of that obstacle to the other is the same as getting through any other challenge. Claire was scared, so we went to work on those fears. I tried encouraging Claire. I told her I knew she could do it. I reminded Claire she had crossed the monkey bars before. I assured her she would be okay if she had to drop to the ground. I offered every rational argument I could think of, and I did my best to cheer her along. Still, fears aren't often rooted in reason, and they don't easily bend to hopeful words. Fears grow in self-doubt, fed by our own imaginations. I've quoted it before, but I'm partial to Stoic philosopher Seneca's assertion that we suffer more in imagination than in reality. That's because fear only exists in imagination. Fear lives entirely in our own minds. That is not to say fear isn't real or valid. Fear is a survival mechanism. It exists to keep us safe. That's a good thing. But our fears also have a tendency to get carried away. Our fears are only concerned about keeping us from harm. They have no obligation to the wonders we might know through a life lived boldly. It is up to us to decide if we want more from our lives, more from ourselves. And if we do, we have to face our fears. After cheering and rationalizing with Claire, she still stood nervously on top of the ladder. Eventually, she asked if she had to do the monkey bars. I told her she did. Yes, I told my seven-year-old daughter she had to keep working on the monkey bars until she got them. That may seem harsh. Claire would have been fine if I told her she could just climb down and play on some other piece of equipment. In fact, she probably would have been relieved. Knowing my daughter, she probably would have thanked me and given me a hug for letting her off the hook. Claire would have been happier in that moment if I had just let her be done. But that's the trouble. We often sacrifice what we want most in the world for what we want in the moment. We suffocate great accomplishment with our immediate desires. If Claire had no initial interest in the monkey bars... I probably would have just let her move on to something else. 
I try to be cautious about forcing my interests or beliefs on my children. But she ran to the monkey bar straight away. She really wanted to do them. She just got scared. That's okay. That happens to all of us. We want something, but we give up on it because we're afraid. We give in to our fears because it's easier, because it's immediately gratifying, because we doubt our abilities to accomplish our goals and live our dreams. So while I certainly love every second with my whimsical little seven-year-old, I'm not raising her to be seven forever. I'm raising her to be a strong woman who vehemently pursues her dreams. And that means facing fears. It's not about being fearless either. It's about being strong enough to be afraid and act anyway. But that sort of strength takes time. It's a process and it begins with admitting we're afraid and identifying where our fears really lie. Claire wasn't really afraid of the monkey bars. She was afraid of what might happen if she fell. That might seem pretty obvious in this instance, but we sabotage ourselves with these sorts of fears all the time. We want to engage with people socially, but we're afraid of being rejected or embarrassed. We want to go to the gym and start working out, but we're afraid of being judged. We want to chase a dream, but we're afraid of coming up short. In all those examples, we're not afraid of the obstacle. We're afraid of falling. We're afraid of the possible pain. We're afraid of getting hurt. That's reasonable. Our fears exist to keep us from pain. But growth is painful. And no immediate relief will ever be enough to mask the pain of not striving for what we want in life. Of not being who we want to be. Our fears don't see that though. Our fears see the potential immediate pain and they want us to avoid it. That's because fears are often irrational. Claire is a gymnast. She has already been doing gymnastics for a few years. Claire does cartwheels and round-offs and handstands. She bounds off springboards, jumps on balance beams, and swings on uneven bars. She does all sorts of things far more dangerous than our endeavor at the park. Plus, her little gymnast body pretty much gives her the ideal strength-to-body-weight ratio for doing things like crossing monkey bars. Of course, none of this mattered in the moment. Our psyches don't take time to run through our resume of strengths and accomplishments before deciding whether or not to be afraid. That's why we can be surrounded by loved ones and still feel alone. That's why we can achieve all measure of financial and personal success and still feel like failures. That's why we can intellectually understand all manner of demons and still bend to them. Our fears are powerful things, and they're not easily conquered. We have to chip away at them a little at a time. After identifying our fears, and maybe considering the irrationality of them, we have to take action. We have to put ourselves in the fire if we want to forge stronger versions of ourselves. I'm not a full-bore, throw-em-in-and-see-if-they-swim guy, though. The sink-or-swim method has a few fatal flaws. First, 
it can be traumatic. I suppose the equivalent would be me yelling at my daughter until she crossed the monkey bars with tears streaming down her face. That's certainly not what I want. I'm trying to help my daughter build self-efficacy. I want Claire to have a positive association with overcoming obstacles. Furthermore, the sink or swim method leaves room for sinking. It's all or nothing, and I want to take nothing off the table. Sometimes we think one grand gesture, one bold decision will make all the difference, but that's rarely the reality. Success is more about failing and still striving. It's about falling again and again and still getting back up. It's about getting punched in the mouth and still moving forward. The whole point is not letting Claire reach a point where she accepts failure as an option. The goal is to help her break down her fears so she can learn and grow and succeed. For me, that means gradually adding pressure and slowly removing supports. After a good bit of prodding, Claire attempted the monkey bars. She got about halfway across. Then she panicked. She locked up and started yelling for help, declaring that she was going to fall. I grabbed Claire and took her straight back to the ladder. I told her she could do it, and I told her to try it again. We repeated that same cycle a few times. Claire would panic, cry for help, and I'd take her back to the start. Then, I told Claire if she stopped in the middle again, I wasn't going to catch her. She was going to have to fall. Claire didn't like that. I reminded her she had dropped from the monkey bars before and she was fine. I assured her it would be alright, and I told her to try again. Claire got halfway and froze up again. She hollered for help and declared she was going to fall. Claire was genuinely afraid. I said it would be okay, and I stood there until she dropped. That wasn't easy for me. It was hard to watch my beautiful little girl look at me with fear in her eyes and not give her the help she wanted. But I was trying to give her the help she needed. The fall was the sticking point. That's where the fear lived, and we had worked all the way up to its doorstep. It was time to burn it down. Claire fell, and she was fine. When she realized she was fine, she went to work more readily. She climbed back up the ladder and started again. It still wasn't easy. She fell a couple more times, but each fall let her know she could rise again. Then, after many failed attempts and with skin peeling from her hands, Claire crossed the monkey bars. When she did, I threw her up on my shoulder and ran around the park, pointing and screaming, Queen of the world! Strongest girl in the world! When I set her back down on the jungle gym, Claire beamed. I looked Claire in the eyes, and I told her how proud I was and how strong she is. Claire kept smiling, and she kept crossing the monkey bars. Even after moving on to swings and merry-go-rounds and other such fun, Claire insisted on doing the monkey bars one last time before we left. She had won. Claire had defeated her fear, and she wanted one more tilt just to prove it. 
As we went home, Claire and I were both feeling pretty good about the day. That's not why I relay this story, though. I'm always a little hesitant to tell such tales because I don't want it to seem like I've got the market cornered on parenting. The truth is, I don't know if I handled that situation well or not. That's the thing about parenting. It's this long shot in the dark, and we just don't know how our little everyday decisions are going to ripple out across the waters of our children's lives. Maybe one day Claire will resent me for pushing her. I don't know how Claire will feel about all this 10 years or 20 years or 30 years down the road. But I do know how powerful my daughter is. I know the unending strength and magic she possesses. And I want her to see those things in herself. I want Claire to know she can overcome anything life throws at her. And in most cases, I don't believe in making life easier. I believe in helping people see their own strengths. I believe in helping people bury their self-doubt, conquer their fears, and grow stronger. And I believe that process isn't that much different than crossing the monkey bars. Fear paralyzes all of us from time to time. It's normal, and it's okay to admit it. If we do that, we can start to be honest about where our fears are really rooted. We can identify the source of our fears, and we can fight back against them. We can acknowledge that fear is only a figment of our imaginations. We can take away its crippling power, and we can turn our imaginations against our fears. We can use our imaginations to see ourselves overcoming our fears, to see ourselves succeeding. We can dream the world we want, and we can create it. It might be a long, hard process. Most things are. We probably won't reach our destination on the first try. We might fall again and again. But we can stay positive. We can keep getting up. And we can overcome our self-doubts. So when I write something like this, I'm not trying to brag. I'm not looking for any sort of praise. And I hope my kids aren't one day embarrassed by the stories their old man used to tell about them. I only want this to exist so that my children might look back on it and know what I've known from the start. They have the strength they need. It's inside them, and it has been all along. They have to bring it out and give it life. They have to work to reveal that strength and let it grow. But it's there. It's in them, and it's in all of us. Thank you.